This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Fiesta Watch episode. Insert episode number here. My name is Noah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know you jump on it so quick. I, I wanted to create more work for uh, our editor. Uh, I'm your host Noah, and joining me as always is Wyatt Lyles. Wyatt, what's up? Nothing much. Nothing much. I think you know we just kind of been sitting here, mourning the uh, the slow downfall of SKT over in the LCK because you know. I feel like at this point we're almost to the, to the to the point in the season where we might need to have a moment of silence for them as far as the summer split is concerned. Can SKT make it to Worlds? Yes, they can. Very easily. They just have to get their shit together in time for playoffs. But Yeah, I mean, they'll definitely be able to make it to Worlds for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's start, though, with the LCK because I feel like there's a lot we could talk about there, particularly Longju. Holy shit, they did it. They're number one in the region. I know they finally did, and they look really good too. I mean, like all season they've been playing pretty strong. I mean, outside of you know, kind of had a, a bit of like hiccups like earlier in the season, but for the most part, like they've been playing very, very good. I've been surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think honestly they deserve their number one seed right now. They've been playing really well recently, and I feel like they've been really good at adapting to patches. Uh, speaking of adapting to patches. Uh, last night, KT Rolster, 2-1 over Samsung, my boys. And boy, there was a lot to talk about from the series. Um, do you want to, do you want to start or should, should I just kind of list off some things I noticed? I mean, yeah, you go for it and then I'll jump in. Okay. Afterwards. Okay. So first of all, Samsung didn't play Ambition, which I kind of get maybe cause like maybe you want to say, put them in the back in case you meet these guys later on, but uh, Haru didn't look great. Haru... Yeah, he looked pretty bad, actually. Haru looked good, decent on Rengar. Decent on Rengar with a Duskblade buff. Uh, playing on that 7.14 patch. But his Elise games were underwhelming. And he got schooled by Kuz, I think. It's fair to say he got schooled by Kuz. Yeah, he got definitely schooled very bad. It, I mean, all game, like, he, you know, even on when he was on Elise, he was missing Cocoons. He wasn't really... 
making a ton of impact. Like he just kind of looked like he was standing We're around for the most part. Sorry for my it's score. I'm, I'm... <laughs> score. Oh, yeah, score. Yeah. Score. Yeah. 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 Cut that. Except, except don't, because it's fine. They need to know that that you're mortal and that you make mistakes. Yeah. Once in a blue moon. Go. Don't look outside. <laughs> but you know, there it is. Um. <laughs> At the same time, I think KT has shown that they can play a couple different play styles. If by play styles, I mean different champions for Def to carry them on. Def was a monster in this series. Uh, he's close to game. Uh, that was game two, right? Or did he play both game two and game three? I really hope he didn't. I hope Samsung didn't give up close to it twice in a row. Uh, no, I don't believe so. Mm-hmm. I barely remember game three, to be quite honest with you. Like, we both watched it. I do yeah, because game, game, game three, three, like, nothing happened. Nothing happened, and then Samsung lost. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, I was sitting down, and I, like, I put my head down for two seconds, and then I looked up, and, like, all of, of KT, or, I mean, all of Samsung was dead. And Yeah, and then the base was open. It was like, what? Yeah. When the I hell? Was like, Wait, I was like, what is going on right now? Like, because literally, I mean, because nothing was happening. There was, like, two kills for the first, like, I don't know, 30 minutes of the game, and then out of nowhere, they just got one fight, and then everything was over, and... That was it. And I was just like, wait, that, that, that was it? Okay. That was a professional match. That, that was something we watched. And, and that, was, that was interesting. That was interesting. It was uh, very, very interesting. I will say, KT has adapted very well to the new patch. Samsung has not. Yeah, that's and very true. Going forward, I can't wait to see how the rest of the Korean teams go with this new patch. Especially SKT. Because. Oh, because, because, because. I feel like Peanut might be able to take advantage of the new Dustblade. That's true. Maybe yeah. he pops off in Kha'Zix or Rengar or something. Maybe cause I don't think Untara necessarily can play tanks. I don't know if he can. I don't know. You know, I don't know. But I know Untara can split push, and I know who he likes to play duelists, and that's those are pretty strong in the top lane. Uh, mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see where they're at right now, uh, especially with Faker kind of slumping because they need somebody else on that team to step up. Yeah, because I mean, it, it kind of goes to show, like, Faker has been so good for so long. And, and not that, to say that he's not good anymore. I mean, he's still, you know, one of the best mid laners in the world. But they just can't rely on him alone. Like, other people have to be able to step up and do and do things. I mean, yeah, you know, Pino was stepping up a lot towards the beginning of the split. But now that they're slumping, you know, and now that they're slumping and so is is Faker. And I don't think they really know what to do because they're just kind of like, uh, wait, what's going on right now? Right, right. Um, but I feel like that's a good enough talk for LCK. Let's move on to LPL. There are four good teams, and everybody else is kind of terrible. Not terrible, but they're not fun to watch, usually. <laughs> moving on to EU. One team is good. They're fanatic. They, they were huge losers. Um, moving on. NA. Are you, are you okay with this, With my quick little summary? No, I, I agree with that. All right, there's a lot of NA news this week, guys. Um, Mickey. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my cap space, my wallet, and more importantly, Liquid's import slot problem. You blow it up way out of proportion by being from Korea. First and foremost, what do you think of Mickey as a player from your time watching him, uh, like last split or whenever he last played? Uh, I mean, I think he's good. You know, he was on Rocks recently, um, as, as recent as, uh, like, what, like three, four weeks ago? Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, Rocks was just kind of looking to make a change, and so they had to decided that you know he wasn't going to be a good fit for them so they switched out but i still think he's a good player i mean i think coming into the na 
he's going to be in a pretty good spot because I mean there there are definitely some good mid laners in the North American region, but there isn't you know like a ton. I think he's going to be in a pretty good spot coming in. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to get into this later. We're going to go through our mid laner <laughs> uh, power rankings. Everybody yes, else is yes. doing it, so it's like might, we might as well get jump on the jump on the train. Definitely. Uh, but like, I feel like okay. First and foremost, Mickey is too inconsistent a player. Like that has to be stated. Because sometimes Mickey would carry rocks, and sometimes Mickey would hard feed and make rocks lose. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing, import slots. Here's my deal. Liquid, I don't think Mickey will help you. Because you're set, you're choosing to bench Rainover, who has the highest NA salary for any of the players, and now he's just riding the bench, Right? Think, yeah, that's very true. I think rain. I think you can't build a team around Mickey and Piglet and and Anori, right? Yeah, I mean, it sure looks like they're going to try. I just, I want them to give up on Piglet. I want them to give up on Piglet. Piglet has shown he doesn't want to carry, or no, he wants they've to just, carry. But he doesn't want to lead so much. Like they've invested so much into him. I, I'm just, I don't know when they're going to finally say this is not worth it. Yeah, and just kind of say, all right, well, you know what, you know, just like screw it, we'll just move on. But and like I like, get, he was a world champion. He was a world champion in season three. It's season seven. Mm-hmm. He's a player now. I look at him as an NA AD carry. I don't think he looks that good anymore. And it's not because he's stuck in NA and stuck on Team Liquid, although that doesn't necessarily contribute. But the fact that throughout every iteration of Liquid, he's there, he's playing, and they are not playing well. Mm-hmm. There has been one common factor. I'm I'm angry now. I don't know why I'm angry, but I'm angry. I'm angry, Wyatt! <laughs> Let it out, no. Let it out. Like, uh, I feel like I do this like once a month with Liquid. I have this rant on this show. But like, Piglet's the one consistent factor on your team. For the last couple of years now. And yeah, you can also look at Matt. And, and you can look at Lorlo. But you've tried taking Matt out. Right? Yeah, exactly. Lorlo is like... He, I think he's not innocent, but I think he's like a C tier player, a C or a B. Like he's fine. It's it's fine. It's workable if you put other people who can carry the game. But Piglet doesn't want to lead. He just wants to hit buttons and be an idiot. He wants Faker to come and tell him what to do. He wants Pooh Mandu mm-hmm. to come and tell him what to do. But you don't have Pooh Mandu and Faker. You have a revolving door in your mid lane, including Vault Boy, uh, one of the most inconsistent Koreans, and other people who like I forget. And then you have Matt and Adrian. And don't get me wrong, Adrian, as of late, has been looking great. But back mm-hmm. back when he played for Liquid, when he played like two games for a cup of coffee and then dipped and was never heard from for the rest of the split, he didn't look great. And he apparently had motivation problems at that time. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. Yeah. But through all of this, Piglet is the, is the constant factor. And and if people disagree with me, I'd love to hear, hear your thoughts. But like, I don't, Piglet isn't working. Yeah, I mean, if you like, like you said, if you look at, you know, they've gone through many different iterations of the team. They've moved Piglet all over the roster, and at every point, they're still messing up. Like they're still not getting better. They've added different people in, and clearly, you know, I think at this point, they just kind of have blinders on, and they're basically just kind of shooting themselves in the foot because. You know, they just they keep going into this over and over and over, and they just keep losing. 
and I mean, I guess maybe at this point they're just sticking. All right, let's maybe just get into, um, let's just get into the uh, franchising, and then we'll kind of retold the roster. We'll deal with then. it then. We'll deal with it then. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to f- figure that like maybe that is something that they kind of are thinking about doing because there really is no other explanation for why they're just continuing to just bang their head against this wall. Now, don't get me wrong. They did go 2-0 last week, but who'd they beat? They beat P1, who's the worst team in the league right now. And, like, yeah. I don't think that's debatable anymore. No. Ever since Rio left, and it's... We'll get into Pyrian. We'll get into Pyrian. But, like... Yeah, and Mike Young's not enough to... He can't 1v5 the entire team. Yeah, exactly. Like, remember last split, Envy, where Lira was literally, like, 1v9-ing? Mm-hmm. That's P1 right now. Only, I don't think Mike Young is as good as Lyra at the 1v9. Also, uh, they have no macro. Mm-hmm. And the rest, and like, all, all, because on Envy, I think at least the bot lane was usually solid. But like, every every lane on P1 right now sucks in laning phase and struggles later on in the game. So like, you know, who, <laughs> who's helping Mike? Yeah, basically. Mike's on yeah, the I mean, front line. He's like, guys, guys. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, uh, guys. Like, he probably wish he had a team like, um, like CLG that would just you know dive on him anytime he gets into a fight. So he's just like, somebody please protect me. Act like you guys care about me. God, what if Mike Young is on CLG? I wrote, okay, I wrote an article about why Mike Young should be a rookie of the split or rookie of the year for mm-hmm. Exerto, and I argued his stats are amazing. And look at the team he's on. The team sucks. So, like, what if he was on a good team? Bang. Yeah, exactly. Like, imagine like, him on imagine, CLG, yeah. right? Yeah, if he was on CLG or if he was on, um, if he was on, uh, or like, TSM. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, you know, can you imagine just being surrounded oh. with actual talent from top and to bottom? Bjergsen, like, Bjergsen's shoving in the wave. He has mid-priority. Oh, shit, Mike Young dove him under the turret for the fourth kill at five minutes. Oh, TSM wins again. Like, it writes itself. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah, it would, it would be so good. So, I mean, maybe... Any, any jungler would look great if all of your lanes are winning. And Mike Young looks great while all of his lanes are losing. Let me just let exactly, me just throw yeah. that out there. But anyway, returning to Liquid. Liquid had a 2-0 week this last week. This, uh, this last week. They beat NV2-1. Not bad. Not bad. I'll, yeah, I'll not bad. I mean, that's, that's It was good. scrappy. NV had a really rough freak, though. NV went for 0-2. And then... The, uh, and then... Uh, TL also beat Phoenix One 2-0. And Phoenix One is again the worst team in the league right now. And now after this week, after the, the first 2-0 week in a long time for this liquid organization, they stub him out. They stub out Glow and Glue. They're like, alright, we just pick up this Korean. And I don't think this necessarily started this week. Mm-hmm. Like the, the process of signing Mickey, but like, man, come on. Can't can't do one like that. And 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 my my biggest complaint. My biggest complaint is that there are other AD carries that look could try. Look at NA, yeah, exactly. Look it's at NA like AD carries. Mm-hmm. Who, who are the imports? Piglet and Arrow, right? Any other ones? Uh, who plays for who plays for FlyQuest? It's is it still Turtle or is it Freeze? Yeah, it's Turtle. Yeah, Turtle's still there. I don't know why I thought it was Freeze, but like the two import AD carries are struggling for different reasons, and it's unfair to just like. Say, oh, all import AD carries struggling in ALCS. I understand that. But all tech is playing out of his mind. Cody's son is playing phenomenally. Double Lift is playing phenomenally. There is AD ca- there is AD talent in North America. Sneaky, Stixay, 
like, I'll go on, you know? Mm-hmm. Apollo is having a great year. Um, Turtles, Rip FlyQuest. <laughs> but, <laughs> bottom line, there's 80 carry talent in North America, but Liquid just doesn't want to look for it. So instead, they will buy, they, they, they are holding on to this guy who could be the best player on their team, who could lead the team, but he doesn't want to lead. And I think you, if, if the best player doesn't want to lead, then you need to get rid of him because he's not going to help this organization in the long run. Because exactly. like, unless no... Liquid makes a change, they are doomed for mediocrity for the rest of, for not for the rest of time, but like certainly up well, until the next yeah, year. Yeah, well, for a good long while, yeah. Anyways, moving on. Actually, I should have saved some of this anger. Echo Fox, what the hell are they doing, man? Can you take the take the reins on this one? Ex- explain to me what Echo Fox is trying to accomplish with its ten man, super brand new roster. I mean, I think like if you look at the team like Echo Fox, they're trying to. I think they're trying to do something different because you know most teams kind of only field you know five or six guys, and for whatever reason, Rick Fox was just like, "Hey, what if we had ten people and we can just." switch people out whenever we want and then maybe that will work but i mean clearly it's not working at all um it's just you know it just kind of puts me at a loss for words because i want this team to be good but no matter what they do they just they never seem to be able to get themselves together i mean they looked they won a game against tsm you know looked kind of okay in that game but I mean, that's kind of all you can say for them throughout this entire split is that they look okay in certain spots, and then that's about it. Like, there's no standouts on this roster, really. I mean, Froggen, you know, he's he's good, but... Yeah, clearly. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly good, but, like, that's... I mean, outside of him and, like, maybe Acadian... Who doesn't play half the time. Yeah, so, I mean, there's just... There's too much... And I think the problem with having so many people on the team as well is that while, yeah, you can have, you know, subs to come in and out, but when you constantly rotate people, they're not getting in enough reps and it just kind of leaves your team unbalanced as far as playing time and who can actually step up and play well for your team. Right. Um, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. <laughs> like, it doesn't... Maybe they gave up, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, maybe they're. I feel like maybe some of these teams at this point, they know that they're like, okay, well, we're not going to make playoffs, so let's just kind of spin our wheels until the end of the season, and then we'll just look towards franchising. I mean, I feel like that might be a valid kind of thing, especially for the teams that have money that you're pretty sure are going to make it into the into the NALCS next season. Uh, they have money. They have money, mm-hmm. and they can. And they're doing stuff. Like I don't know what they're. I mean, it's their new NBA president or whoever. Whoever stepped yeah, in. Uh, Jer something Jeffries. Forget exactly. Jer Jeffries. Jer Jeffries, I think. Sure, I'm. Whatever. I've heard that name in sports before. I'm gonna pretend it's him and move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Like Echo, Echo Fox is kind of just a dumpster fire right now, but they're a decent dumpster fire. They're not the worst team in the NALCS by far. I think they're like at worst eighth place. Actually, no, at, they are they are at best eighth place. 
Yeah, I, I think that's about they're all they're going to get. But this is a good timeline for them because P1 is actually just going boom. And yeah. FlyQuest hasn't had any success since last split. Exactly. So, so, yeah, I mean, and there's, if you look at, I mean, all the teams that are in the playoffs now have eight wins, and there's exactly two weeks left. So, Echo Fox would have to win out, and then somebody else would have to lose. And even then, they still might make it in. So, at this point, they're just going to try to, I guess, just get some practice in, basically. Yeah. Prepare, preparing him for uh, the Academy. Watch Echo Fox is gonna is gonna dominate the academy scene and they're gonna be in like tenth in the LCF. Yeah, basically. They're gonna become the new Liquid Academy, where like half of the NALs, the NA born talent, <laughs> goes to them at some point. Yep, just about. Oh my god! All right, moving on, moving on. Um, NA mid laners, boy, how about those NA mids, right? Am I right? Am I right? I mean, you're like. You like Am I right? right? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. I'll take it. <laughs> um. So why and I came. We uh over the break. We by break I mean the two weeks we weren't on air. We literally spent two weeks coming up with this list. Um. We each individually made power rankings, or at least a tier list, or something along those lines. We've ranked all of the starting NA mid laners from number one to number ten. Where do you want to start? Let's start at the bottom and see. Where we because that way I think towards the top, like the upper half is where we might have some disagreement. Because the more I thought about it, I think mine's gonna be a little different than yours. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so at number ten, I've got Pyrian. Do you want me yeah, to explain? Same. Okay, yeah. So let's just really quickly explain why he has one champion. Sucks. Yeah, he has one champion. <laughs> the champion is Talia. You ban Talia, and then Pyrian is non-existent. His landing phase is weak. He's he's start, currently starting for P1 because Ryu decided to quit. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's happening with P1. Rest in peace. I'll, I still have your jersey. Can I send it back? Question mark. I'll keep the dad hat. The dad hat's sick. But the jersey I'm not super married to anymore. Number nine. Who do you got? Uh, number nine. I think I, I've got high as well. Okay. I haven't been as, yeah, as well. Let's, let's pretend that you don't see my notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, excuse me. I have high... At the number nine spot. Hey, what do you have, Noah? I also have high at number nine. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, why? Why? Talk about it. Uh, I mean, I just, you know, last, but, you know, FlyQuest, along with, with P1, they were kind of the teams that took everybody by storm. Um, and high was, I mean, he wasn't a huge part of it. I don't, I don't really, I think it would be fair to say he wasn't kind of the catalyst for that FlyQuest team. But he still was pretty good last season. But this season, he's, I mean, as with all the rest of the team, they've basically just kind of fallen off the radar. And he just doesn't really look particularly strong um, on any champion. He just, he's always kind of there. You never think to yourself this play, at least. You never kind of just like, oh, yeah, hi. Like, he just totally owned that game. It's just kind of like, oh, like, high's in the mid lane. Like, he's doing some things, and that's about it. Any team that High's on lives and dies by High. Yeah. And right now, FlyQuest are dying. Yep. 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 Now now we start moving into the juicy bits. Now we have to decide who who's doing what. Um, Number eight. I want you to go first for number eight. Number eight. Um, 
This might be a, might be where we start disagreeing. No, well, yeah, I, I think I have Keen at number eight. Okay. Okay. You wanna, you wanna but talk- like it was close. It was close between um, between him and Nisky. Like. Okay. I don't, was I don't it close really- because they're you? You don't think they're like top five material? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Because you know, it's, it's you know, we'll get to I'll get to my number six um, in a little bit, but like between him and Huey, spoiler alert. Um, whoa! Like whoa now! Whoa now! They're you know, Huey's not the best by any means, but like I don't think Nis- Nisky and Keen, there's still kind of a market gap. I think after like from six and above, and then seven and below, like there's a pretty sizable gap. I think between that six and seven spot in my mind. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I think. Um, um, to clarify, I also have Nisky at seven and Keen at eight, as White kind of alluded to. Um, I I have Keen at number eight because I don't think he has the pool, right? Okay, he doesn't That's take fair. over games. Mm-hmm. He plays games. He can play them out. He he's a solid role player, but like, I wouldn't go out of my way to get Mickey or to get Keen. Sorry. Um, yeah. As far as Nisky's concerned, I haven't seen enough from him. He, he's held his own against Jensen and Bjerg, and that's fine, but I really haven't seen enough yet. And, and he's an unknown quantity in my mind, so I can't really in good conscience put him higher than 7th right now, considering that there are six pretty strong names in front of him, right? Speaking yeah, of six, speaking of six, once Need for Speed it goes, Need for Speed Most Wanted gets out of White's Microphone space. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like a hotbed for criminal activity, apparently. Yeah. They, they, people, the criminals are like, oh shit, it's Fiesta Watch. Let's go. And then they start. Basically. Basically. Um, but yeah, so six, I've got Huey. Um, you know, as a, as a CLG homer, I would love to put them even higher or put him even higher, but I just can't do it just based on the talent that's above him. Um, I think that if he were to kind of widen his uh, his champion pool, which he has, I mean, admittedly, he well, has, okay. there, he's done that a little bit. Do you, when you say widen the champion pool, do you mean, like, get better at the meta champions? Or, like, because yeah, exactly. who he's like, the he's, king of, like, I can't play the meta thing, but here's something close that accomplishes basically the same thing, right? I mean, yeah, he, he does that, but I feel like sometimes he doesn't, it's not, I guess, consistent enough to help them all the time. Um, like, sometimes I just feel if he were to play something that was more meta, um, you know, he might be able to give his team a better a better chance of victory. But, you know, I will admit, he ha- he's gotten better this split. I think he's he's kind of less reliant on, like, the early in Souls. I mean, he has, he'll still bust it out every now and then. And when he does, he's ridiculous on it. But... It's not something that he necessarily has to do to win. I mean, his Orion is pretty good. Um, his Talia is pretty good. So it's pretty decent. Um, pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, he he decent. So, I mean, I think he kind of justifies that sixth spot. Like you're good, you're you're good enough to be kind of close to that that top five and okay. like the top half of your position, but just not enough to get him over that hump. I think that's really good reasoning. I think I agree, but. But but here's where I start to question, right? Mm-hmm. Who's a more consistent? Who will be more more consistent player in the NALCS, Mickey or Huhi? 
Because whoever's more consistent, I put them at number five. But I feel like... Yeah. Or, no, if Mickey's the more consistent one, then I think he goes up higher. I think if he's the less consistent one, then who he's number five, and Mickey's number six. Okay. But for now, I don't know. So that's why I've got who he at six, and I got Mickey at five. Because I straight up don't know. He has the potential to be great. He has the potential mm-hmm. to feed. It's a coin yeah. flip. And he's playing on for Liquid, sure. so he's not getting a lot of help. So it's like, <laughs> what can he do, right? That's true. Uh, you want to go into, is Mickey your number five as well? Uh, I'm actually going to throw a wrench in things a little bit. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put, because after watching Mickey with rocks, like, I think, <laughs> like, yeah, he's on Liquid, but I think he's got a chance to do, like, a lot of good. I'm actually going to put Pole Belter at five. Whoa! Four. Oh, my lord. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm breaking the mold right now. I'm surprised that you're putting Pope this low. Pope Belter is having a great season. I thought. I mean, he is. He is. Like, it, it's not saying that he's that he's like you know doing anything wrong or that he's bad. Right, right, right. I just feel that Mickey has kind of like that raw talent, and especially because of the fact that Mickey's coming from a region that is just stronger than every other region in the world. So, I just I I think he's going to come in with just a lot better talent. Okay. I have Poe Belter at number four because he is consistent for Immortals. He is holding his own against Froggen and Bjergsen, or against Bjergsen, Froggen, Jensen. Right? He's yeah. not getting stomped. He's playing whatever Immortals needs him to play. He's contributing solid damage in team fights. He's just been looking great. His synergy with Xmithy has been fantastic, which is a big reason I think he stepped up. Because last play, he wasn't doing too hot. But right now, he looks great. He reminds me of the CLG that won NA. Pobelter. Don't remind me. Don't remind me. <laughs> you made me think of when it was better times. I miss the old Pobelter. And now I'm just sad. The notorious Pobelter. <laughs> the CLG Pobelter. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay, so now I guess you're, my number five is Mickey. My number four is Pobelter. Your number five is Pob, and your number four is Mickey? Yep. Okay, how about number three? Three Froggen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Froggen is so good, and he's so bad at playing on the team. If he could just play solo queue forever, I reckon he'd be set. Yeah, but alas, probably. But alas, he plays Draco Fox. <laughs> who has no early game right now. Who don't have win conditions outside of Froggen, please. Carry me. Carry me, Froggy Daddy. <laughs> and then, yeah. Um, anything else to add to Froggen? No, no, I think I mean I think you kind of summed it up pretty well there. Okay, sick. Um, number two, two. I've got Jensen. Okay. See, I got Bjergsen at number two, and I'm the and, I, and obviously that means we both have uh, Ryu at number one for rage quitting the the, the season. <laughs> um, of course. Why do you have Jensen or why do you have Bjergsen over Jensen? I got Bjergsen over Jensen because if I was going into, like, if I was building a team and I need a mid laner, I would pick Bjergsen over Jensen 100%. Just because I feel that Bjergsen has a better chance at just straight up taking over a game than Jensen does. I mean, not to not to knock Jensen at all. I mean, I've got him as my number two. I, I think he's a very good um, mid laner, but... I just think, especially at this point, I just see Bjergsen as better, especially when they put him on on the right champion. Like, when he plays 
guys like Gallio and stuff like that, he doesn't really he's not able to show off as much. But when he gets on the right champion, like Bjergsen is just like I think he's second to none in the NA at least. Okay. I hear what you're saying. And I do agree to an extent. But I think when you look at Jensen, he is playing like a monster. This is mm-hmm. his best split. Right? Yeah. And like Cloud9 is not doing great, but Cloud9 would not have as many wins if Jensen wasn't straight up carrying everybody. There is something happening in the top lane, and it's weird. Jet is sneaky and smoothie are super inconsistent. Contracts is like looking around like, what can I do? And Jensen's like, put the ball in my hands. Let's go, idiots. Get in my backpack. I'm carrying you to a win. Or at least like a tie. Or not a tie. You can't tie. Like a 2-1 loss. A 1-2 loss. So at least we get a win on the board. A game on the board. Or something, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout it all, I think Jensen has showed mastery of the mid lane. I think Bjergsen, Bjergsen sometimes uh, makes some mistakes that Jensen doesn't. But more so than like Bjergsen's not playing as well as Jensen, Jensen's playing better than anybody in the league right now, which is why I have him at number one. Okay. And Bjergsen is, I think, like, if, don't get me wrong. If you asked me, if you, if you told me to pick a mid laner to build a team around, I build a team around Bjergsen. But, yeah. but this Jensen is like super Jensen. Like I've never, sure. I, yeah, no, this Jensen's popping off. Yeah, I can, I can feel that. Okay, so uh, if, those are our rankings for the mid mid laners. If you wanted to do more of this, quick aside to the viewers, um, that that means I'm talking right to you. If you want us to do more stuff like this, please mention us on Twitter using the hashtag Fiesta Watch. I'm gonna try and bring this back. Why not? You know, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, and give us some feedback. We'll, we'll, maybe you'll see, if you have an idea for us to do something on the show, maybe we'll do it, maybe we won't. But until then, Wyatt, patch, new patch. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's get like, let's get like a top. We could be here all day if we go through. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, we'll, we'll go through the champions that like seem, that like have seen professional play. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or like have the potential to see professional play. And we'll talk yeah. about the buffs and we'll decide if the buff is significant uh, we don't know anything about solo queue because who cares? That's not what we get paid to do. And we'll yeah, talk about right. if this champion will see competitive play or if he'll see less competitive play or whatever, right? Sure. Yep. So, viewers, lovely viewers, grab a drink, get some popcorn. We're going to go over some patch notes. 715. Oh, baby. Urgot's out. He's probably going to be OP. Whatever. I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> Unless you have more to say. No, I mean, yeah, I think we got to wait on Urgot just to kind of see... How he's going to fit into the meta. All right. We'll see. Cho'Gath. Oh, boy. Nerfs. Thank Christ. Will they be <laughs> enough? His E, Warple Spike damage, has gone down significantly uh, in the later stage of the game, including uh, a nerf to the max health ratio from 4% to 3%, I think on hit. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the, the actual interaction is there. But do you yeah. think this... Tweak is enough to make Cho'Gath see less play. Probably not. I think people are still going to play him because he still. I think he still has so many good tools that people will still play him. Um, I think it just makes it. And by good tools, you mean he can stack six six K health, pop gargoyles on plate, and then one shot an eighty carry with true damage. Essentially, yeah. Okay, yeah. Glad we're on the same page. I think it's yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. So I mean, yeah. You like you you get rid of some of his damage in the late game. But he's still just stupidly strong. And, you know, this was just one of his abilities. And, you know, he's got three others that he'll just be able to do. So 
I think it was a good it's a good change, but I don't think it's gonna change much. Like he's uh, still he's still he's still fine. He's still great. Yeah, he's still a good champion. I don't think he's necessarily like overpowered in the way that like the Rangar and Camille of last split were. Um like at the beginning of last split. But with he's certain, definitely it, with the way the meta looks to be going, like the direction it seems to be moving into, then Chugout's gonna be an issue if you let it through pick bad. And you and like Cho'Gath comps, if you don't ban around them, and you don't ban key components, are going to be insane. And you're just going to be like, oh, wow, we just lose. Like, there's nothing we can do. Like, you know yeah. the LPL turn-up comp? Where, like, yeah. <laughs> you get Galio, like, J4. Like, you get J4 top, get, uh, some jungler, who cares? Galio. Uh, oops, shout out to my Skype, it's open. Uh, Galio mid and then Kogma and like a Brahma or something and it's just like everybody runs at you and then it's like wait shit <laughs> we lose <laughs> yeah exactly it's just it's just it, you literally pop everybody up for like 10 seconds of CC while Kogma free hits Elise base AD down pretty significant actually from 50.5 to 47 that's a 3.5 reduction why do you think this is going to affect Elise's pick rate uh I think we actually we might see her more. I think it might Whoa. be less. Hello? Well, just because like with it being so high, people ban it so often. Um, <laughs> I think it it might flip through a couple more drafts here and there. Okay, so more people will be okay with Elise. Just okay, I, I see what you're saying. I kind of, I think I kind of agree too. I don't think she's, yeah, she's definitely yeah, like gonna be weaker. Not, she's definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. She's weaker, so people will be she'll have fine to be like, oh, she'll be okay. Her early clear won't be so just insane. Yeah, hopefully. Gangplank, passive damage up. I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for this. Shout out to my boy, uh, Fnatic, with a K, not a C, so as to avoid copyright infringement on a summoner name. But his passive damage has gone up um, from 30 to 200 to 45 to 215. And his passive is the trial by fire where he puts the, the burn on uh, his sword or whatever. I think this buff is significant, and let me tell you why. Gangplank doesn't want to interact with his lane early on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tanks are very non-interactive. They're not going to kill you at level 2, unless you really screw up. Gangplank doing more damage, he can fight with tanks and bully them around, maybe. Or at the very least, he can have enough presence so he can farm safely. And if Gangplank farms, he will absolutely murder everybody at the same time with his barrels. He doesn't care if there's a tank in front of him. He's going to put a barrel behind him and just go boop, get the chain going, and then bang, he one-shots your ADC. I think this pass, this change is going to help him a fair bit. I think with this new meta, Gangplank might be seeing more and more play. However, I think it's still scary to go put a Gangplank in your team composition because it is a it, it is a lane with no CC. Mm. It is a lane that that just needs to farm, right? And right now, the name of the game is early pressure and team fighting. I'm sure some team is going to experiment with this, though. Maybe GP mid. Maybe GP top. Maybe GPA, yeah, maybe. maybe GPA to K. Why not? Screw it. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. Um, Gragas nerfs. Attack speed goes down by a little bit. Explosive cast cooldown goes up. Do you think this is going to take him out of the the jungle, or at least the prevalent I mean, jungle? He's already out of the jungle. Mm. I mean, he's played in top so much so often now already. I don't know about that one. I thought I thought he was more played in the jungle than top. I mean, wait, he's more played in the jungle, but I think, but he shows up as occasionally. Kind of, occasionally, he's one of the bigger flex champions, I think. 
Yeah, he's still a great flex, but like I don't think he's gonna be picked as much now because there are other tanks that can do way better. Particularly yeah. if Maokai exists. Yeah, Maokai's back, so yeah, definitely this this it certainly drops him down a bit. Right. I really got changes, they're not relevant. Jinx got changes, not relevant, I don't think. Let's move on. Nami, Q buff, cooldown, reduce at all levels by two seconds flat. I think this is a good change. I think Nami with who can spam bubbles is a good Nami. She can keep tanks off of people. Mm-hmm. I like this change a lot. I think she'll see slightly more play, especially since Ancient Coin is still ridiculous. Yeah. And nobody, nobody's really looking at it. It didn't get buffed. It didn't get nerfed. And when you say, oh, why would you need to nerf Ancient Coin? Because once you upgrade it to the Nomad's Medallion, at least that level, you get 40 gold per coin in lane. AKA, you, every, your support is getting a free Cannon Minion's worth of gold basically every wave. And it's like, yeah. if you're a support who can, who can like afford, who doesn't have to go shield or uh, other thing, uh, Selfie's Edge, you just go sure. coin. And and the useless thing, like, <laughs> I've played games where, and, and I'm obviously not a professional, but I've played games where I complete my quest at eight minutes when my opponent is halfway done with theirs. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's something wrong with this item, but, I know it, and everybody knows what it is. Speaking of something wrong, Nasus. Oh my lord, this is one of the big ones. There's something wrong with this champion now, Wyatt. Something very wrong with the dog. Who let the dog yeah. out? Who let the dog yeah, out? Yeah, he's going to be strong. Can we want to talk about what's going to make him so strong? That that armor reduction, though. Ooh, what going armor reduction, a, though? Going, going from a flat, you know, just point reduction to a percent armor reduction. So in the late game, he's going to be doing 35 percent armor reduction 35 percent armor reduction in the aoe that's oh just stupid my lord that's just stupid honestly nasus means have fun have fun dudes have fun my guys yeah Dog that's go- gonna be so good in the late game they'll go too crazy but like you know <laughs> have fun one-shotting everybody <laughs> basically yeah um also while Nasus is empowered by his ultimate, the Fury of the Sands, Siphoning Strike, the Q, cooldown is reduced by 50%. Okay. Like, he pops um, hard. Yeah. He's a team fighting beat. Like, Nasus is now a great team fighter. Yep. He's an amazing team fighter. He can split push, and then he just joins up and is like, wait, Nasus just kills everybody. Um, the big one Sivir. In tank meta, Sivir is very strong because she allows tanks to run fast. And she doesn't have to care about a tank, about team fights, because she hits W, and then she quits everybody on the team during a team fight. So she can literally just hit the front line and the back line dies. Yep. Now even more so, because at level because the base damage on Boomerang Blade has gone up by a flat 30. What? More than doubled. More than doubled. More than doubled at level 1. More than double uh, at level one, and when you and like Wyatt, what the fuck? What is happening? Why she is so yeah. strong right now? I reckon maybe hopefully very very strong. I'm I think if, of all the changes, this is the most significant because Sivir is already looking like a great pick in this meta, especially mm-hmm. since you can pick stuff like Janna with Ancient Coin, right? And just do the Arden Sensor Rush, so you get to get Sivir. So like you can play like a more passive support. That just gets Sivir over her mid-game slump. Because mm-hmm. once she hits late game, she wins team fights. She just wins team fights by herself, and no other AD carry can do output the amount of damage that Sivir can. Like you, 
So uh, look, I look forward to the old uh, Bucktooth Warrior Princess coming back to a, to a to a professional league near you. <laughs> Zach, nerf, good nerf. Q cost up from four percent max, four uh, percent current health to eight percent current health, and the cooldown has been increased by one across all levels. Meanwhile, the W does uh, fifteen less damage across all ranks. Wyatt, do you think this is enough of a buff uh, of a nerf? Sorry, to get Zach from the perma ban list. I think so. I think teams, at least in the beginning, like I think it'll take somebody letting him through and then seeing. And then it's like, oh wait, he has all the CC still. Never mind this. Exactly. Yeah. Like I think people they might let it through and then they'll just be like, all right, well he got he got nerfed, so let's see, let's see what he's got, and then you know somebody will pop off and be like, oh shit, never mind, and then they'll he'll go right back to being banned. Maybe like because Zach's early clear has definitely been uh, been nerfed, but like whatever. You get the super leash. Just tell your bot lane to super leash you, and then it's like, oh, never mind. Doesn't matter. Basically. Finally, Ziggs. Cooldown reduction. The cooldown on his W went from 26 to 18, scaling down, to 24 to 8 to 12, scaling down. I like this change a lot. Won't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not really. All right, moving on to items. Mm-hmm. Duskblade. Holy, yes. Nerfs. Thank God. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, this is a good one. Um, okay, so, Ba-ba-ba-bum. Riot says, while we wanted to make the Duskblade a better purchase last patch, we definitely went overboard. We reined in the Night Stalker's damage partway through 714, and our da 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 It's now less effective for ranked champions, a.k.a. AV carries no longer proc the slow on the target. So, goodbye, Vayne. I didn't enjoy seeing you when you could pop alt, Q, and then exit stealth with the Duskblade proc and the Q proc. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm I'm good. Yeah. Um, the item's yeah, still gonna change. be good, but like, yeah, I think it's a, good, a healthy change. A healthy change. Yeah. Bring some stability to the bot lane, especially because like, it's gonna be Silver Town. It's gonna be Silver Town. Mm. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in the patch? We kind of blasted through that. Yeah, I think we hit all the major ones. I think it'll be really interesting to see kind of how this affects things. Hell um, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. Speaking of fun, if you want to, if you want more online fun, you can follow us at insert white Twitter here. If you guys want to talk to you, you can follow me or talk to me or do whatever. Or you can yell at me; it's fine. I'll take it. Um, it'll be at Wyatt double underscore RW. As always, make sure you get that double underscore so that way you can talk to me and we'll answer all of your questions. All right, and you can follow me at Noah Walt at RW underscore Noah Walter. That's my name, and. Likewise, we'll be free to talk about whatever. But until then, thank you very much for tuning into this animated episode of Fiesta Watch where we did a lot of shouting and a lot of talking. Hopefully, come back next week. Catch you on the flip side. Peace out.